Hello and welcome to Advancing Resiliency in Education with Jen and Jen. My name is Jennifer Baker and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and my co-host is Jennifer Johnson, licensed clinical social worker. We invite you to listen in as we respond to real questions on current mental health topics from educators. Our hope is that the ideas, stories, and experiences shared on this podcast will help you build resiliency and well-being in your own lives. So Jen, when you and I kind of discussed what topics to begin addressing in the podcast, we really talked about those real questions. And some of the real questions that we've been receiving a lot lately are around kind of COVID and stress. So our first episode is on stress and anxiety in times of COVID-19. Yeah, you know, as some of these questions roll in from school personnel and teachers and whatnot, um, I'm catching a theme. And the theme from the questions are, hey, I'm really stressed out about COVID. And how come everyone keeps saying, practice self-care, practice self-care? And then it kind of falls flat there. So hopefully today we can can talk about some real actionable and doable steps for the so-called self-care during this time of of, uh, COVID. Yeah, and Jen, one of the things that I've seen a lot in your trainings that I know has been really well received is some of Russ Harris's work um, on kind of how to kind of calm yourself down in times when you're feeling really anxious and stressed. Yeah, you know, Russ Harris, he's an acclaimed trainer of acceptance commitment therapy, and I'm sure we'll put in the credits uh, a video. It's a short video. It's called Face COVID. It's a short five-minute video, Um, and I think that might be applicable to today's question, we should try to talk about what are those steps that he uh, talks about, but then viewers, when they get a chance, can go ahead and look up the video. Again, it's a short five-minute video and it's beautifully done, but why don't we go ahead and and take a stab at some of his information? Yeah, so for any of the listeners listening, in the description notes, we'll make sure that any resources or experts that Jen or I kind of bring up or websites, we'll make sure that we'll make those connections down below so you don't have to go scrambling for a piece of paper when you're you're driving down the road and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to write down this really cool stuff that the gens are talking about. We'll make sure that you have all that information. Great. So let's go ahead and um, look at the, the steps, some actionable, doable steps that people can do right now. Um, the first one would be under the letter F, face COVID. Um, so we're gonna do an F, an A, a C, and an E as rolled out by Russ Harris. But that's a nice little short acronym that people can kind of remember, right? Yeah, yeah, face COVID. Um, So the first one, it's focus on what is in your control. You know, I don't know about you, Jen, but right now I have a habit or tendency to be sitting on my couch and I start to think about all the things I don't have control over. You know, I don't have control over uh, mask wearing, over vaccine production, over um, news outlet and what they're sharing or what they're not sharing. I don't have control over the health of some of my loved ones. And so I can really get lost in thinking about all the things that we don't have control over. And so when we talk about self-care during that, ta- during that type of situation, the first part is for me to start to focus on what I do have control over, right? And so that can be something as simple as if I'm getting ready to cook dinner, I need to really start thinking about what am I cooking for dinner? Focus on what I have control over in that moment. If I'm sitting at my cubicle and I'm trying to get some work done, what am I actually working on in that moment? Focusing on what I have control over. Because we can really spin out and go over and over about what we don't have control over. So that it seems rather silly, but it is the first step. It's an actionable, doable step for self-care during these stressful times. Recognize when you are not focusing on 
what you have control over mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. make that switch over. What do I have control over right now in the here and now? Yeah, yeah. And, and for some of our listeners, I know that a lot of training that the Office of Education has been bringing in is around kind of like mindfulness moments, kind of how to do those for yourself and in the classroom. So this is a really nice actionable step around kind of focusing in the moment what you do have control over and looking at those kind of small things that you can maybe kind of maneuver so that you feel more comfortable, more at ease around kind of maybe some breathing techniques, different things like that, right? Yeah, and we'll definitely, um, we'll highlight some of those. So let's kind of picture, you know, the person that sends in this question. And, and thank you, by the way, for sending in the question. You know, if you're sitting on your couch and you are spitting and thinking about all the things you don't have control over, um, then when you switch it at that moment, what you might have control over is getting up, walking to your closet and grabbing your tennis shoes and putting your tennis shoes on. And what you have control over is going for a short 10, 15 minute walk. Even when you're on the walk, what do you have control over? You have control over, am I gonna walk around this park? Am I gonna go to the campus and walk around the campus? Um, when you're on the, on the walk, are you gonna turn to the left or turn to the right? And so really reminding yourself that there are these elements that I do have control over and then I wanna focus on them. So if you can think about your day, Jen, mm-hmm. picture yourself at home and before you know it, you realize that you're kinda spinning a little bit, thinking about all the things you don't have control over related to COVID. Right. What would be something in your day that you would go, wait a minute, let me let me refocus. What would that look like? Hmm. I think refocusing sometimes is a little bit of focusing on what I can give to others a little bit, even in those moments. So, you know, getting up, taking my dog for a walk, kind of, you know, doing those types of things or just checking in on my son or maybe even doing something kind of just a menial task that just have to be done. I, it helps me to com- feel like I'm accomplishing something. So if I can at least you know, pick up the laundry and put it in the washer, you know, just something where I feel like I'm getting micro moments done sometimes is really helpful. That's perfect. That's perfect. So that's the first, you know, that's the first step for self-care during these really stressful times. Focus on what you do have. And the moment that you catch yourself going and being swept up by a tsunami of worry about the things you don't have control over, then yes, step up. And I like your use of the term, these little micro moments that you have control over. So that's the first part. Focus on what you have control over. So that's the F. Yeah. So how about we move into the A? Okay, so on the A, because it's face COVID, face, on the A, it's about acknowledging your thoughts and feelings. So a lot of times, you know, we have certain feelings and certain thoughts that come sweeping in and they take over. Um, they, they sweep us up in a, in a wave of anxiety or worry or fear. And, and it can sometimes end up in a really dark place. Um, I've, I know I've been there through this COVID uh, stress and some of the questions that are coming through to me from teachers and whatnot are, are also coming from a really dark place. Yeah. How about you, Jen? Yeah, I, yeah I, you know, I'm there as well. And I was really happy to see that Michelle Obama recently in her podcast also kind of talked about feeling kind of some low depression herself, which I think kind of helps normalize it a little bit more when we can say, hey, we've been there, but here's some ways that have kind of helped you get out of it. You know, here's some ideas so that it kind of makes it feel like it's not just, it's not just, oh, it's that person who's stigmatized that feels depression, but we all can kind of have different kind of feelings, right? So that's what you're talking about. Let's acknowledge those instead of try to run away from them. Definitely, and something beautiful happens when you acknowledge your feelings, you actually um, help dissipate them, you help lessen them. 
So when we are running and hiding and we're working so hard from hiding from our feelings, we're working so hard to push our feelings down, then what, at, what ends up happening is we're almost on the mat wrestling with them. So we're on the mat wrestling with this fear or this worry or this anxiety. And then before you know it, you've, you've been on the mat wrestling for a good 30 minutes, a good hour you've been on the mat wrestling. Well, then you've lost out on that 30 minutes of life or that hour of life. And so acknowledging is about recognizing that feeling or that thought that's coming down the hallway, but, it, but realizing that you don't have to get on the mat and you don't have to wrestle with it. We just want to acknowledge it. You know, there's this whole concept of naming it to tame it, mm -hmm. right? And uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Bruce Perry um, and Dan Siegel both have talked about the importance of, of identifying your emotions, whatever emotion, whatever feeling you're having, name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. And so if you know that you're sitting in worry, call it what it is. Wow, I'm really worrying right now. If you know that you're really sad, you haven't been able to connect with family, then name it to tame it. Call it what it is. Wow, I'm really sad that I'm not connecting with family and being able to have them over for a barbecue. Or as a teacher, wow, I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to be face to face with some of my students this first startup of school year. Um, that's what I got into teaching for so that I could be face to face with them. That's what nourishes me. That's what nourish, nurtures me. And so we really want to be able to get in there and name it to tame it. Wow, I'm feeling really disappointed. So when we get in there and we name our emotions, it keeps us from fighting with them. And we don't want to be on the mat wrestling with these emotions. So we want to acknowledge these thoughts and feelings because the moment that we do that, they eventually have a better chance of dissipating. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in my practice, and, and I know talking to many of my colleagues, you know, some of the first things that we do is just kind of teaching about emotions because a lot of people come in with this, I'm okay, I'm fine. They don't really have the words to use. And that's a lot of the work that we do with little kids as well, right? My, a lot of my zero to five work was really kind of teaching them about their different kind of feelings and emotions. And I know that our social emotional learning kind of department is really kind of working on that as well, getting that out there to say, teachers, it's okay to start sharing your emotions. Here's what you're feeling. Let's teach that to the kids so that they can start to name it to tame it. So they can start to acknowledge it and not just shove it down. And then what we find, we're going to kind of move into this body work. What I'm really finding is that when people don't acknowledge their depression or their feelings, it becomes uh, somatized into their body, which just means that they start to have back aches. They start to have, you know, hip aches. They start to have headaches because they're not really actually talking about what's really going on. They're shoving it down. Definitely. And then it just grows. It becomes a way of feeding the beast. Right, And so you're feeding that beast and that beast is becoming more powerful and stronger and those emotions start to dictate and rule uh, your everyday life. And so, yeah, instead what we need to do is get in there with the A, mm -hmm. face COVID, and the A is about acknowledging it mm -hmm. and identifying those emotions, naming them to tame them. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the C. Let's start talking about kind of coming into your body. Yeah, so with this part of the, the intervention or the healthy practice, it's really about helping us come back out of that thought or emotion, right? The first step would be acknowledging it. But then how do I bring myself back to the here and now? How do I connect my, my mind and my body back together again? Um, because during times of stress, we tend to become untethered. And so coming back into your body can be some simple physical work. So for instance, um, uh, we, we've taught this to kids a lot. You know, when you have an anxious kid, sometimes you teach them how to 
get their feet firmly planted on the ground and and I often will tell my clients to push their feet through their tennis shoes into the ground as if they're a tree attempting to grow roots and they're just growing roots and anchoring themselves to the here and now almost creating this tethering they're tethering them back themselves back and so that's one one physical act to do you know pushing your feet deep into the ground you know another physical act is, is just something as simple as getting up and stretching right some simple stretches you know your body better than anyone else so figure out what types of stretches that you can do um, we often also have taught um, kids and adults you know to push their fingers together you know right? put yeah. both of their fingertips together and and you're pushing because your fingers you know have pressure points and so we're pushing our fingertips into each other and what you're doing is you're reconnecting back to your body um, and so we want to be able to do that. You mentioned earlier a way to connect. You know, you mentioned breathing. Um, and there are some great breathing techniques out there. You don't have to become an expert and develop them on your own. You could simply YouTube them or Google them. Um, there are some great ones, you know, Calm Down Cocoa and Calm Down Cupcake have been introduced in lots of trainings um, right. across the nation. Yeah. Um, and so if you could just kind of picture it if you're a teacher and you're working with some young kids via Zoom, you know, get them to pretend that they have a, a cupcake in front of them, right? And you want to teach them a breathing technique. And so the breathing technique would be something as simple as, you know, breathe in the smell of the cupcake, right? Breathe in the smell of the cu cupcake and then blow gently out, blow the candles out. Hmm. And then you just kind of walk them through that. That's a calm down cupcake. and. Calm down cocoa, mm -hmm. you can imagine, is, right, is the right. same. You know, you're breathing in, smelling the cocoa, and then you're breathing out, cooling the cocoa off. And when you do teach this, you always have to remind everybody to slow down um, because most people are gung-ho and want to jump into the technique and end up hyperventilating or making themselves dizzy. And that's not what we're aiming for. We're aiming for that coming back into your body sensation. Mm -hmm. And so when you first teach it to your students, just remind them, let's do it nice and slow. You don't want to inhale the icing. You don't want to blow the cocoa all over the place and make a mess. And so it's a it's a tip just to remind everybody we got to do this rather slowly. Yeah. Like, so get them to slow down. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and just so the listeners know, I'll make sure that the Stanislaus County Office of Education website, you'll have a link to that down below for the mental health and emotional support page, as well as the social emotional learning um, page as well that we have on there and that has a lot of links and uh, different things on calming a virtual calming room room link where you can do some of these around kind of visualizations and breathing techniques and I love that metaphor of kind of the tree and um, you know just even maybe putting that up on your wall a picture of a tree that has roots so that you can visualize that mm -hmm. really quickly in the morning and just kind of get yourself kind of grounded to start your day Absolutely, absolutely, and and that ability to come back into your body, to connect back to your body, will lessen any anxiety and worries that you're having at the moment. Um, because again, it's about being tethered. And right now, during this stressful time, many of us have moments of being untethered. Yeah. And so I like the C part of face COVID and the C part, learning how to come back into your body, to be grounded, to be anchored, to learn how to throw out your anchor in a healthy place. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really nice. So let's go ahead and move into the E then. So the E, the E in face COVID stands for engage in what you're doing. Now, you know, Jen, everyone has the habit of uh, going on to autopilot 
and not really being fully engaged in what they're doing. Rather or not if they're walking or, or cooking. Um, sometimes driving. Sometimes driving. Right. Yeah, how many times have we been so stressed out? We're not engaged in the drive and we sail right past our exit. Yeah. And we realize three exits later, oh, I missed my, my turn or my exit. And that's because we're not really engaged in what we're doing. And so right now, a self-care practice during this time of stress is how to truly engage in what you're doing. So for instance, you know how earlier we talked about the F, focus on what you're doing. And so let's say I get off off the couch because I know that I'm stressed out and, and I go and make dinner. That's focusing on what I'm doing. Engaging in what I'm doing, the E, is really talking about every aspect of what I'm doing. It, so it sounds silly, but let's say I'm cooking lasagna. I'm, making, I'm gonna make some lasagna for the night. I'm going to actually talk myself through it and fully engage. I'm going to talk to myself, what does this fresh basil smell like when I'm chopping it up? Am I going to do turkey meat or am I going to do ground beef? Um, do I want to do half cheese and half not cheese? Um, what is it that I'm actually doing and how can I fully engage in it? One way to fully engage in what you're doing is to ask yourself questions about what you're doing, but also activate all your senses. What does this cheese smell like? What does the basil taste like? Um, what does it sound like if you're doing something related to sound or whatnot? So getting all of your senses involved. So engaging is honestly about questioning what you're doing and then questioning um, what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it, what it feels like. Um, and so I really like the whole concept of engaging in what you're doing. Even if earlier I said maybe going out for a walk, well, engaging, fully engaging in that walk would be, what kind of trees am I looking at? What kind of area am I looking at? What am I smelling? Is that, a, is that an actual hibiscus plant that I'm smelling right now while I'm walking? Um, what, what am I hearing right now? Oh, that's the squeak of my own tennis shoes, letting me know it's time to buy a new pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> um, but the point being, fully engage in what you're doing. So if I'm on that walk, mm. I don't want to go on that walk and still be processing worry about COVID because that's not getting me to a healthier place. Right. So really engaging in that walk. What am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I um, doing while on this walk? So yeah. that I can have a relief moment from the stressors of COVID. It's not about pretending that COVID's not real. It's giving me an opportunity to have a relief moment and to become fully engaged in something healthy that I'm doing in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love how simple it is in the sense that it's easy for me to remember when I get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can come back to kind of, you know, thinking, okay, what's this face is, okay. And if I can't remember them all, it's okay to do one, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if it's just, I just remember that last one, engage. Okay, in this moment, I'm just going to take a breath and I'm going to, what am I smelling around me? What am I seeing around me, mm -hmm. right? If, if I can remember just one of them, then that's a way to start. You know, it doesn't have to, you know, sometimes clients think they have to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. And it's like I talked about, kind of those micro moments, right? Yes, yes. So I'm hoping this really gets to the question that came in. And, you know, the question that came in is, I'm really stressed. I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about COVID right now. What can I do to take care of myself? And so mm -hmm. hopefully the F, the A, the C, and the E were heard in this podcast today. And hopefully we did it in a short, simple way. Yeah. So we will definitely make sure that there's a link that you're going to be able to email us. So if you have questions and you want to send those in, then uh, we'll be able to kind of answer questions as we kind of move through the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Support shared during today's episode is for informational purposes. 
and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Jenna and I wish you well and look forward to you joining us on the next episode of Advancing Resiliency in Education.